up and going. We are up and All going. Right. Thank All you, right. Chris. Thank you so much, Chris, for getting that um, together. And uh, my team here, uh, Steve Musa with uh, Sycamore Studios. This is a beautiful studio, everybody. I mean, I just want to say thank you so much for Sycamore Studios for uh, allowing me to come in here and uh, use this space to, to kick off this webinar series. I mean, it, it's just, it's going to be an amazing time, and it's it's just the start. And uh, if anyone is interested, I'll give you some contact information for Sycamore Studios. They're just starting out. They are allowing uh, people who desire to create content to rent out studio space, and they're building more and more studios. So if you're interested, uh, let me know, and I'll contact you to Steve. But I just want to say, everyone, welcome. Eric Pennington here from Spirit of EQ, managing partner of Spirit EQ. Give a warm welcome to Eric. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Thank Eric, you. for joining us today. I am so excited. I am so excited. How are you feeling today? I'm doing about as well. I'm doing about as well. So I'm excited. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Absolutely. Me too. I, I am too. Um, now, kind of just to give everyone a little backstory about our journey uh, together. I mean, and we were just talking about this yesterday. We we're kind of reminiscing uh, of the times that we uh, met just about this time last year. And it actually started with a conversation on the bus. Uh, I was working at Huntington National Bank at the time. And uh, me and Robin Oaks rode the bus down from uh, one of the bus stops in, in Crosswoods. And we were enjoying a conversation just about growth, about um, my dreams and things like that. And, and I had a dream. I have a dream to, to write and publish a book and to talk about growth and mentality. And she was like, you know, I have the perfect person for you to, to talk to. His name is Eric Pennington, and he is my favorite boss that I ever had. And he has meant so much to me, mentored me so much. And I was like, man, I cannot wait to meet this Eric Pennington. I mean, and you are two-time author, right? Yes. Absolutely. Very accomplished. And so I remember, so we scheduled a lunch. And so we were going to, uh, we went to North Star Cafe. We only yeah. were supposed to yeah. meet for like an hour. We ended up meeting for like two hours. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. You know, that was just, that was one of the best conversations I've ever had. We talked about emotional intelligence. We talked about Spirit of EQ. We talked about Huntington. Yeah. I mean, so many good things. And that was just the start. And you inspired me to start my business. And so I just want to say thank you so much for doing that. Because if it wasn't for you and your inspiration, we wouldn't be sitting here today. And You're so, welcome. yes, absolutely. So I've enjoyed, Eric has been a great friend, a great mentor, and definitely helped me with my emotional intelligence. So I'm so excited for everybody to get to learn more about emotional intelligence and how to use it to op make optimal decisions, as well as to navigate through uncertainty. As we all know, we are all doing that right now. This past year has been nothing but uncertain. And so um, just to kind of kick off, I would love for uh, you to kind of give a little bit of, of a background of uh, who you are and, and kind of what you do at Spirit of EQ, as well as what is emotional intelligence? Ah, uh, yes, that great uh, eternal question, what is? Uh, my backstory, uh, ultimately, Jordan, you, you really hit on a lot of it. Uh, I spent uh, probably a good bulk of my adult life in the corporate world. Um, and I came to a crossroads uh, probably close to 15 years ago, maybe, give or take. 
and I'd always had a passion for the things that Robin had mentioned to you on the bus. Uh, I really believed in people. I wanted to pour myself into them, help them grow, help them to become what they wanted to become. So uh, I struck out on my own, uh, and um, that is a long story unto itself, but I survived. Uh, lots of bruises, some scars to show, and some successes. And uh, probably the last seven, eight years have been really focused in on leader uh, well-being and development. And in the last probably three uh, has been spent with Spirit of EQ, where the focus has been on emotional intelligence. And to that, along the way, yeah, there was a couple of books and a few other things, but all directed at helping people find, you know, what it is they're looking for from a growth standpoint. So your question, what is emotional intelligence? The easiest way to describe that ultimately is it's managing your thoughts and your emotions to make better decisions. And I have yet to meet someone, anyone who has said, I don't want to make good decisions. So you would think maybe with that simple definition, it's just easy, but it's hard Mm because there's a, there's a lot of things that impact our ability to grow our emotional intelligence and to make those great decisions, which hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about a bit more here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for that. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, you're, you are right. I'm in not often in the business world. Um, historically speaking, have we really thought of emotional uh, emotions playing an important factor into making decisions? We used to, you know, usually rely on your gut instinct, right? Or you used to, you know, rely on your uh, intelligence and, and your logic to make those decisions. But what is it about emotions that, you know, make great leaders? Uh, another great question. Um, well, ultimately, it's it's at its core is this realization that number one, emotions are what drive people, right? Uh, everyone knows that in their just in their core. Uh, another thing that has impacted this negatively in the United States, we've done a really lousy job at really explaining what emotions are. Um, if you grew up in a certain part of the country, you might have lived in a family that said, you know, some emotions are good and some emotions are bad. You might have had a mom or a dad that if you were a guy, hey, you don't you're not supposed to cry. You're not supposed to be sad. Uh, stiff upper lips, you know, stand up straight. And we get into our adult years and we're totally confused about what emotions are, yet they are still driving us. So emotional intelligence is kind of harnessing it and getting it back to what it truly is. And at the end of the day, emotions are chemicals Mm. that are found inside of your brain and they're communicators Mm. to be sure. Right. Right. Uh, And they're designed to help you. And think about again, that whole idea, what happens when we make better decisions, we get better results, we get better performance. And like I said, Jordan, most everyone wants to to do better at that. Now, they may not necessarily, again, know how. They may not necessarily know all of the stuff I just described. But in their heart of hearts, in your audience today, absolutely, I want to make better decisions. Because I do want better results. Mm -hmm. And I want better performance. So it's that's one of the, the key things around why it's so important to leaders. Absolutely. I love that. I, I really love that, you know, it, 
at the end of the day, it starts with your emotions. It starts with understanding yourself. Um, and so for me, that, that definitely has played out in, in my life and that I wouldn't be sitting here today if I didn't go through the journey of finding my identity, uh, finding my purpose and my passion. Uh, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about those a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but, but really, so what is it, um, you know, being a minority and, and having an approach, how do you approach, you know, being, being a minority, being different, um, making those decisions, how does that play out in, in your life and in your experience and how have you grown from those, um, you know, uh, approaches? Right. And, and I think Jordan, though, I know we probably will talk about it in more depth. You, you mentioned something there, uh, few seconds ago about purpose and mm -hmm. mission. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, for me, it was finding that I, I was one of these people that I wanted to know why, why Eric, why was I put here on this planet? Now, I don't want to go overly spiritual religion or whatever, but ultimately I, I was asking God, okay, I know I'm not here by some accident. So what am I here to do? Mm -hmm. When I found that out, then things changed yeah. because then I had something that I was shooting for and moving toward that transcended all of the circumstances. Mm. And it helped me when I did encounter the realities of being a minority leader, entrepreneur, whatever you want to call it along the way, because when I was uh, confronted with racism, um, and I didn't like it but I had a different way of looking at it because I remembered and it was almost like I hear God saying, you know what your mission is, Eric. Don't let this distract you. Don't let it move you off. You keep your head, look for the goal, stay focused, stay on track. If I didn't have that, Jordan, um, there'd been a lot of things to disrupt and, and move me off. And I probably would have turned into someone who was just kind of circling the airport not really sure whether I should land, not whether I should stay in the sky. Uh, so that has been key for me. Um, again, I want to stress to you, nobody likes to encounter something like racism. Nobody wants to encounter that, you know, somebody's trying to make you feel less than who you are. But quite frankly, at the end of the day, whether you're African-American, whether you're Indian, Asian, whatever the descriptor might be, we all are going to encounter that. Right. That's that's almost the cost of doing this business called your mission. Yeah. Right. So that's that's kind of where I, I landed with it. Right. Absolutely. Again, it starts with finding your identity, finding your purpose. Um, and so also for those that are watching, if you have any questions or anything that you would like to talk about, we'll have a session at the end where you can drop your question in the chat and we'll, uh, talk about that too. So if any questions kind of come up while we're talking, please drop a comment, drop the, the, uh, question in the chat and we'll get around to it more towards the end. So, um, kind of going back to you, you talk about it. So there's so much going on right now. There is so much uncertainty and people are emotionally drained, you know, and, and that's so when someone is, is, is tuning into this asking, OK, right. First, what is emotional intelligence? And two, where do I even start? What are what are some some tips and some things that you would recommend um, that can give people a start to 
finding that journey to either finding themselves, their passions, and as well as to just make optimal decisions. What are some tools and what are some recommendations that you would give to somebody just starting out? Sure, sure. Uh, well, certainly, uh, I would recommend at the beginning what we talked about as far as finding your mission, your purpose. Um, and, and I realize for your audience, Jordan, that typically is not going to happen this afternoon, right? You're not going to just, you know, turn on a screen and there it is. That's my mission and pat, what have you. Um, aside for that, there is something that I think that leaders can do, and they could probably start this today. And, and I'm going to give you this little tip, but I'm also going to kind of give you something that's a quasi, hey, be prepared for this reaction to what you're going to try. And it has to do with change, right? All right. So um, typically every single day, all of us are encountering circumstances, right? Mm -hmm. Circumstances of I went out to my car and it wouldn't start circumstances like I went into uh, the staff meeting and my boss chewed me out in front of my my peers. Uh, I found out today that I wasn't going to get the promotion. They picked someone else. Okay, there's all these different things. So the circumstances create the thought. And then there's an emotion that follows. If I didn't get the promotion, I might be very sad, right? Mm -hmm. uh, if my boss chewed me out in a meeting, I might be angry, right? And we just talked about managing those thoughts and emotions equals your emotional intelligence to those better decisions. Um, but that's easy for me to say in a, in, a, in a conversation with Jordan. So you have to remember something. When an emotion comes, there's a physiological thing that happens. Your emotion center kicks off a bunch of chemicals, peptides, and hormones. And it communicates to you. Because like I said, you can put yourself in the shoes of maybe you were in that staff meeting and your boss chewed you out in front of your peers. And you say, oh, angry. Yeah, I know. I remember a situation like that. And you know, you remember how it felt, right? So here's the deal. If you can give yourself about six seconds to calm yourself and then evaluate what happened mm. and then make the decision, all right, you're more than likely going to make a better decision than if as soon as the anger comes, you react. Maybe mm. your reaction is to explode. Maybe your reaction is to recoil and maybe withdraw. Yeah. I'm just saying that as a leader, if you will, after that emotion center kicks off, you give your prefrontal part of your brain time to catch up. Yeah. That's your logic, right? Right. You're going to make a better decision. Mm. For example, you may be able to look at it and go, you know what? I am angry and I have a right to be angry. He shouldn't embarrass me in front of other people. But the way I'm going to deal with this is I'm going to sit up straight and I'm going to keep moving. And then, yeah, maybe after the meeting, I'm going to ask my boss, can we have a one-on-one? -on -one? All right. So that's a process. Emotion kicks off. You give it about six seconds, calm yourself, and then you move to, boom, analyze right. and make that decision. Now, here's that little part. All of us have built these things called neural pathways. Mm. And neural pathways are simply these processes. Some people have called them simply habits, mm -hmm. right? right? And they relate to how we deal with anger, sadness, joy, excitement, whatever, right? All I want to say with this, because, I mean, we only have so much time today, Jordan, um, 
is be aware that as you seek to change the way you do what you do, these neural pathways, your brain is going to fight you on it. Yeah. Why, right? why is that? Why, why, why do we feel this internal struggle to yeah, create great. change and habits? That's great. That's great. Because Jordan, what it is, actually your brain is trying to protect you. Okay. Your brain is looking out for you, okay. right? Because over time, if you've been doing X, Y, and Z the same way, your, your way of doing it, okay, your brain is now going to defend and protect you as you are doing it, right? Because right. it says, this is the way that we handle anger. This is the way it gets as simple as this is the way that we drive to work. Yeah. This is the, this is the aisle I go down first in the grocery store. Right. And it's, it's, it's a phenomenal thing. However, because as human beings, we're very stasis, mm -hmm. right? So when we seek to change or when a change is thrust upon us, where'd that come from? Yeah. Oh, that's not what we do. That's not how we operate. Yeah. The very big positive in all of this, Jordan, is that, again, if you will not give up, your brain after a week, two weeks will start to go, oh, we're going to do things a little differently in this particular area. Right. Yeah. And eventually it'll be a new neural pathway that is serving you well right. versus maybe an old neural pathway that really was kind of inefficient and outdated and, and really, again, not serving you. Right. Right. I always hear the saying that it takes 21 days to build a habit and 90 days to create a lifestyle. So when you're talking about not giving up, that's not giving up for 21 days. It's going to be 21 days where your brain is fighting you that you don't want to go to the gym, that you don't want to do X, Y, and Z, that you don't want to have a, want to have a better diet, this, that, whatever. It takes 21 days to fight yourself and get uncomfortable with uh, or get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's what we talk yes. about growth. Yes. And Jordan, I, I really got to tell you and your audience, um, this is why it's so important to have a proper definition of emotions. Mm. They are not your enemy. They aren't anger, sadness, anxiousness. It's not your enemy. It's there to communicate. Mm -hmm. What we got to be able to do is slow down enough to go, hmm, I wonder why am I getting, why am I sad? Why am I angry? Yeah. What, why am I joyful right now? Mm -hmm. That's what we've got to get to. But again, unfortunately, living at least in America, we have been handicapped a bit. We have been sort of stunted from being able to see it as it truly is. Right. So... Yeah. And like you talk about, it's all about how you manage those emotions, how you how you choose to, uh, you know, how, how you want to react to certain ways. And in the process, you have to, you know, unlearn the way that you may have always done it and maybe and, and make a new habit that's better. So it's always about continual improvement. Yes. And I would tell you, Jordan, just as an aside, and, and you know, our business model at Spirit of EQ we stay with our clients for a minimum of a year, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Because we understand that building this process and learning the competencies does not happen overnight. Yeah. Right. Right. I love doing workshops. I love doing webinars and teaching people about different things around emotional intelligence. But Jordan, I would be foolish to think that your audience or another audience that today Everything I'm saying is going to be the top of mind thing for them for the next month. Right. 
it's it's just not going to happen. Yeah. However, by coming alongside of them and helping them and encouraging them and reinforcing the learning, then they can move to behavior change. Mm -hmm. And then that's when things get really, really powerful. I love it. I love to hear it. I really love to hear it. Again, if anyone out there, uh, all my audience and everyone listening, if you guys have, uh, drop a comment, drop a question. Uh, if you have anything, we're, we're going to be um, uh, opening that up as a uh, Q&A um, and trying to get it as interactive as possible. Again, this this kind of, I, I have a future look and I really would love to do like an in-person event. And obviously with COVID, had to pivot and do these webinars. So please, I would love to, if you guys have any questions, any comments, please drop it in the chat. Would love to talk with each and every one of you guys. Um, uh, Eric, what, you know, as, as I'm thinking here, what has been, share, share a story that kind of comes to mind, uh, maybe uh, the best client success story where, you know, that you've seen a transformation happen within a, a leader who's already great, who's already have, you know, a business acumen, who has, is running a great business. Um, what's the best story that you've encountered where you have seen a transformation in that type of leader to be more emotionally aware and uh, understand their identity and purpose? Yeah, that's a great one. Um, I'm blessed that I got a lot of stories, man. Um, however, the one that comes to my mind is one that came from a couple of weeks ago, uh, where he had mentioned that uh, one of the employees had come to him and to some way or another had said that they felt like they were more self-aware since they had been going through our, our programs. And in addition to that, and this was the key one, she basically said, I, I'm definitely happier now. Mm. And then it got even better, Jordan, because the CEO says, and I can see it. Wow. So it's one thing for someone to make a change and do a, a pivot. It's another thing for them to acknowledge it and see it, right? And it's another thing and a really cool thing is when the person that runs the organization that's leading the organization says, I see it too. Yeah. So that's, that's a really powerful thing. I mean, one of the most gratifying things to hear and doing the work that we do, because uh, this is not easy stuff, man. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. We all, all of us, we want to talk about sharing stories, those times when somebody said something and it really hurt and you decided I'm going to fire back right away and you didn't stop. You didn't wait that's that's human right yeah but the but the cool thing is is that as we work on it as we practice we can get to this place of where no we're not going to be perfect but we'll be better at managing us and keep mm. in mind jordan another thing that america has not done well and corporate america shares some of the blame we have been kind of convinced that working on ourselves is a is an afterthought mm. or a I'll get to that when I can get to it, but let me work on the project. Let me work on getting a promotion. Let me work on retirement, Yeah. but working on ourselves, that's kind of crickets, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, right. So kind of from that same way, but that's, yeah. Oh yeah, it is. Right. Yeah. And we're working, we're trying yeah. to change some of that paradigm, but that story was probably the, the one that's been most gratifying around change and seeing wow. it 
Amazing. Amazing. The fact that the CEO of a company can see that one of his close employees is able to be happier and be more self-aware. Wow. That is, that is a great success story. Um, thank you everyone for us who has submitted questions. Uh, we'll kind of move into that. Uh, got questions from uh, Sophia. Uh, how does increasing our uh, EQ influence our ability and need to draw appropriate boundaries in our lives. Any insights into drawing good boundaries? Ah, that's a great one. Uh, because I want to, I want to, Sophie, uh, is it Sophie or Sophia? Sophia. Sophia. Um, I, I think that's, that's, that's great that you're even thinking about that because we all need them. Um, because it, 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 at a minimum, it can help us stay away from those negative things that can, again, pull us off of the road that we're, that we're traveling. Uh, one of the competencies inside of our model um, that, that we teach uh, and coach around is uh, applying consequential thinking. Mm. And again, I want to stress to you, I'm not going to give you the definition and an example, and then tomorrow you do it. It, yeah. it, it does require some work. But the idea of consequential thinking is kind of weighing the cost and benefit. I kind of liken it to the simple question is this person, does this work, is this geography I'm living in making my life better? Mm -hmm. It's a very simple question. And you can apply it to virtually any area you want. Right. Is it making my life better? Yeah. If it is making my life better, the answer is you probably ought to keep doing it, maybe yeah. do more of it. Right. If the question is, I'm not sure, well, maybe that's when you've got to say, okay, at a minimum, I need those boundaries up. Yeah. And I really need to evaluate, again, relationship, geography, job, whatever you want to use. Right. If it is not making your life better, that's that's a signal that it's probably time to take the exit ramp. Right. Right? Yeah. So that's that's the key to me for, for boundary setting. Uh, it's not the only thing, right. but that consequential thinking could potentially serve you well to do that. That's great. That's great. And it really, like you said, it, it just comes down to that simple question of asking, does this make my life better? Is this helping me grow? Does this help me in my mission, in my purpose, in my identity? Does it help? Is it good energy? And does it help me get to that where I'm wanting to go? Yeah. And Jordan, again, it's not a, it, it's not a statement of, okay, it's not making my life better. I quit. Right. It, it's not that. Again, because that, again, is just reacting. Yeah. Okay. But if it's not making your life better, if it's a question of whether or not it's making your life better, then that's when you can kind of start to explore with curiosity, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, why is it not making my life better? How yeah. could it make my life better? All those things to get you into that mode of like, let me evaluate. Right. Right. That's awesome. And that kind of plays into uh, Candice, Josh, and Chloe. I see your questions. We're coming up to that here. But um, real quick, it kind of goes into it because social media is a hot topic right now, right? Social media, as far as creating boundaries with that, you know, and, and so a question that Candice posted in recent and current political climate, what additional recommendations do you have to filter through those media stories, social media posts, and other information in which we may, may be exposed to? That's a really That's good a great question, question, isn't it? I know. Yeah. It's yeah, hard. Yeah. It is hard. It is. Well, I, I will tell you, and I'm just gonna go personal, right? Yeah. Um you know, social media can be one of those things where and if I, I happen to be someone who is an information 
you know, overkill, overuser, right. whatever you want to say. So I like to know the news. I like to read the articles and all that. Yeah. But I think you have to, again, you got to, you got to use that simple question. If I spend whatever amount of time on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or whatever is I've been on here for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Is this really making my life better? Mm -hmm. And if yeah. you can't, and if you can't answer that with a absolute, yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe you need to stop now. Yeah. I'm going to go back to those neural pathways. Yeah. If you've built that neural pathway where I hop on Twitter 10 times a day to see what's going on in politics, right. it, you're probably not going to stop on a dime. Mm -hmm. But what you can do is taking small steps. And this is, guys, audience, I, this is what I did. I found myself going, it's too much. Yeah. I'm looking at it too much. Yeah. And what I did is I ultimately said, I'm going to reduce the amount of time I spend on it by 30%. percent mm hmm and then my eventual goal is I'm going to move that to 50. Right. Uh, I started unsubscribing and unfollowing certain people. Again, not a, it's not because I don't like you type thing. Right. It's just that you're not serving my life well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think in doing that, it's those strategies that can kind of help you navigate to doing that. Yeah. But again, great, great question. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, um, I love this. I love this question. A really good question. How would you suggest dealing with someone who isn't emotionally intelligent and always acts out of emotion, you know, for, to a friend, family, colleague, boss submitted by Chloe? Great question. So how would you suggest? Dealing? Yeah, great, great question, Chloe. Um, my suggestion would be, um, and, and it and it'll apply to areas even beyond just your example. And that is embrace a spirit of curiosity. And, and you've got to embrace it even when you don't want to, because if you're like me, there's sometimes people who are like that, that you just described, they're exhausting, right? <laughs> they just, yeah. they're very, they're exhausting <laughs> personalities. So, um, applying this idea of curiosity means asking questions like how, mm. what, why, uh, get curious about their motivations, get curious about, well, you, you said this, I want to understand more. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Right? Because the more understanding we can gain, there's two things that happen. One, obviously we, we've been educated, right? Right. If you ask enough of those deep open-ended questions, you can begin to understand, oh, now I understand why, this person reacts, this person, you know, shuts down or whatever. The other thing that it will do is it will create in you this ability to maybe look at them through a lens of empathy. Mm -hmm. okay? And, and, and what that means is that oftentimes as human beings, we will, we're good at that dodge thing, right? Yeah. Like, I want to say, Jordan, the reason why I'm angry is because the shirt you're wearing reminds me of my, 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 a childhood bully. Right. Is that really the issue? Yeah. No, I just threw that out. Cause I don't want to go to the real issue. Cause the real issue is your microphone. You, you see where <laughs> I'm going. Right? right. Right. So I think it's one of those things where you've got to be, you've got to be curious. And, mm -hmm. and, and as it applies to the larger world, I really firmly believe 
if we would take this approach of exhaust curiosity before we move to judgment, mm. right? Definitely. And I think, I think many people would agree we've kind of turned it the other way. We're much quicker to judgment and a lot slower to go to curiosity. Right. I really kind of affirm that's the thing that probably will help us the most when it comes to the issues of race and diversity and inclusion. Yeah. Right. Okay. Why is it? Why is it that you have that opinion? Where does that come from? Um, how is that serving you? Yeah. Uh, is that making your life better right. by looking at certain people that way? Yeah. Just and not to judge. Yeah. I'm not. Hey, man. If if you believe certain groups of people are X, Y, and Z, right. and you don't think X, I just want to understand because when you think about it, Jordan, these issues are rooted not in enlightenment and knowledge and, and it's rooted around ignorance. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, so, you yeah, like you touched, talked on it, touched on it as well as asking questions, right? Having that curiosity, wanting to know more, wanting to understand their perspective, wanting to, to understand what's going on in their brain. And in doing so you can help them you know, identify more because some people don't know where to start. Some people don't know how to ask those questions to their own selves or, or really, you know, have a conversation and really think about it. So I think that's really cool as, as a person who has emotional intelligence, you know, uh, and talking to somebody who necessarily doesn't, you can help them discover their own. And I think that's a great opportunity. Um, and, and kind of moving on here, because I know we're wrapping up here on time. Um, Josh had posted, what resources would you recommend to learn more about emotional intelligence? Ah, great. Another, your audience has so many great questions, yes. uh, Jordan. You're, you're, you're very blessed. Um, there are, um, there, there's a few things. Um, I, and I think I'll, I'll throw it out and maybe Jordan, you can even put it in your follow-up email because mm -hmm. uh, I won't be able to list them all. Um, there are some really good videos on YouTube by six seconds and it's just S-I-X and seconds as in time. Um, if you go to their YouTube channel, there are a lot of videos on there about emotional intelligence. They're very brief and they're very powerful. Okay. Uh, I, you guys know I'm going to say spirit of EQ. So whatever Jordan Definitely. provides you, we, we provide a lot of information for people to be able to understand more, whether that's on YouTube or, or other social media platforms. And then I would recommend a book that is not truly about emotional intelligence, but I think it's a great um, compliment and a great, um, I don't know, it puts a lot of wind in your cells. And that's a book called The Road Back to You. Mm -hmm. Um, I, two authors, Ian Cron and Suzanne Stabil, I believe. But if you just type in that title, if you're in Amazon and books, it'll come up. It's a personality, uh, based on the Enneagram. Um, and some probably have heard of that. Maybe some haven't, but it's an ancient personality typing system. It really has a focus on helping you deter get a better knowledge of yourself. Yeah. Right because that's going to further you as you learn more about emotional intelligence. So those would be just in, 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 in this setting, a few things. Awesome. Awesome. As well as 
Eric has so kindly uh, offered a free assessment, EQ assessment. So each and every one of you guys will have access to getting your own report. Um, I will send information in my follow-up email thanking each and every one of you guys for joining. In that will be an email that you can send to Eric. And if you send it by Monday morning, he will give it to you for free and you can discover more about your emotional intelligence. And uh, I took the assessment and it was eye-opening. And I thought I knew myself until I took this test. And I know even more. And it helped me um, identify areas that I needed to improve on, like the relationships, close relationships in my life, to not let my purpose and and, um, what I'm doing with my mission to, uh, you know, kind of squeeze those relationships. And so I encourage each and every one of you guys to email that to Eric. It's a free resource. That way you can discover more about your own emotional intelligence. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Um, as we're right wrapping up here, uh, I do want to say thank you so much for everyone for joining. Um, I want to s- give a special shout out and thank you to my sponsors, uh, Arc Media Services, as well as Wilderness Agency. Thank you so much for for um, helping me put this on. I wouldn't have been able to do it without you guys. As well as a special thank you to my team. Thank you everyone who has helped me make my dreams come true and this webinar happen. I want to thank Josh Alexander, Richard Kaiser, uh, Chris Gamra, Steve Musa, Adrian Clark, and Candice Flippot. So thank you so much for those people. I wouldn't have been able to do this without you. I want to say thank you, Eric, so much for just how much you have meant to me in my life and how much wisdom and advice and guidance you have given me. I look forward to continuing uh, our relationship and uh, excited to see where this thing goes. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, just to kind of give people, um, uh, you know, an understanding, we're creating a network where we can discover and support minority businesses. And we're doing that by, um, you know, putting on webinar events and in-person networking events when COVID allows it. That will be my dream come true. Uh, I'm so excited. So put, put, mark it on your date, pencil it in. Cause I penciled it in myself. It's going to be at the end of May, May 28th, May 28th. I think I'll confirm that date, but again, it's a pencil date. So look out for that. We will be doing webinars every other Friday, uh, at this same time. So be on the lookout for that. Just want to invite everyone to our next webinar. It's with Jared Barnes. We'll be learning how to build teams with deep relationships Jared Barnes is the executive director of the Minority Entrepreneurship Institute and Capital Fund, where he is a venture capitalist that specializes in minority businesses. And he's had a wealth of experience, played at OSU football, um, went, he's uh, worked for the LA Rams. I mean, just a phenomenal guy. So everyone, if stay tuned, register if you haven't already, reserve your spot. And I look forward to seeing everybody uh, come in again. Thank you so much, Eric. Thank you for the studio the sycamore studios thank you so much appreciate have a great friday have a great weekend everybody